Call from mom. Answer it. Call silence. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Every time I see my dad now, who now I'm closer with than ever, he always goes, oh, I'll tell you more, but you're going to go on a podcast and talk about it. <laughs> when I hear Beetlejuice, that's all I think about is that chick like jerking off right. the guy. And but the question is, did she make the cum or did he make the there cum or did Beetlejuice make the cum? Not today. So we are lucky enough to, because of the life we've lived, we've had some friends in show business. And mm-hmm. when you have friends in show business, you go to a play to see them or you go to a concert because they're a musician and you go and they go, oh, come backstage after. And I always go, ugh, like, I don't want to go backstage because I don't belong there. Yeah. And the fear is like somebody's going to be like, hey, you don't belong here. And then you're like, oh, my God. The I, worst feeling. They, you know, you spotted me. You know, I don't belong here. This. Mm-hmm. So we went to see Christina P at the mothership and we go and they go, come backstage after. So we go backstage after. I turn right into the back room and Tony Hinchcliffe is sitting on the couch Mm -hmm. and he pops up so fast, like instantly and starts walking towards me. And I'm like, Tony Hinchcliffe is about to fucking tell us to get out of here. We don't belong here. I'm like, this is going to be so whack. I'm like, why did I do it? I knew I shouldn't do this. And the opposite happened. I have never been more excited to hang out with two people like ever, (laughs) ever. I was in LA for 20 years. I've met all my Literally all my biggest artistic inspirations, Tarantino, Roger Waters of Pink Floyd, all of these monsters. I've met them all. I've been able to manifest absolute an insane life. But you two are so special to me that it is insane. I literally feel like we grew up together, even though we didn't. But it's crazy. I could go on and on and on. But that's we'll, what we're we'll, here for. We'll take turns or something here. Yeah. No, let's but go. I no. could literally Please. just flow. So but, well, let flow. me before you yeah. flow, let me just say like you're just you're the real deal, though, because you, you were so kind. But then we were like, you know, put it out there like you should come on our podcast, you know, which is like such a douchey thing to do. Like I, I almost hated it when it came out of my mouth. But literally, it was less than a week ago, and here yeah. you are. That's so nice of you. Yeah, and I don't even do people's podcasts. I'm sure. I'm not, I don't, it's not even a thing. But but here you only, are. Oh, wait, only on. only Rogan's. When, when you showed up here, you were like, I've been here five times because I did Danny Brown, I did Dr. Dre, <laughs> right. I did YMH. Well, you well that's a little friends. bit different. But <laughs> Of course. And it's here, so it's the only thing. And I love Danny, and I never got to hang out with I used the Dr. Drew episode as like an actual doctor, like an yeah, actual yeah, yeah, therapy yeah. session. Yeah. <laughs> You don't you don't do stranger you don't do people you've known for one day's podcast it, ever yeah, yeah. exactly we appreciate right. it yes we do but I mean it's absolutely wild because I always assumed you guys filmed in L A just because actors and actresses or New York or whatever I never guessed that you guys were here in Texas with us and it's just nuts I watch The Sopranos I'm not kidding and it makes me sound crazy almost every single day of my life it's what i keep on in the background it's what i watch if i want to lounge and it's funny because i literally will like open up netflix and go ugh, and i'll open up hbo and see what's new and and it just 
it's just right there. Do you want to continue watching that continue watching thing in the corner? It's like, you know what? I will watch an episode of the Sopranos 5,000 times before I have any interest in watching anything (laughs) else. And another crazy thing is that I always find something new. That's cool. It's nuts. That David Chase is something else. When did you first watch it? As soon as it came out. Oh, really? Yeah. So you're like our age, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you were like 13 or 14 and you you were hooked right away. Yes. And was totally relating to it because both of my parents uh, dabbled when I was younger in organized crime. And so it was the only thing relatable. Youngstown is right between Chicago and New York where where I'm from. And um and it became a huge mafia hub, huge, because wow. the two families would meet there, and Al Capone set up shop there, and a whole bunch of huge crime families. And um, I want to watch a show about your life. I know. You better be making that show. That's exactly what Dr. Drew said when I was in the same spot oh, one time. Wow. Uh, but uh, yeah, so like, not only was it entertaining like it would be for anybody else, but it was literally like the only thing that was anything like my family or uh any th- relating to the things like you know you can't watch like step by step yeah exactly. when they're all like hey billy right. like what are you yeah and you're right. like no i need to watch people get like shot yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and it was also interesting because my mom was the uh wasn't the family family mom my mom was the woman on the side in my dad's mafia relationship and she got pregnant with me so you can imagine what that would the have gumad. done exactly oh, wow boom what a g so, wow. so it was not that, only i mean that's a great for one of your tours or something like tony hinchcliffe yeah son of the gumad yeah oh. exactly Oof, right son of the gumad that's a great line absolutely the title of the show yeah. yeah son of the gumad but in italian yeah, how do you say son? Ooh, I don't, I don't know. know. We don't, good. Good. We should know, but we don't. Yeah, oh, Zolo's on it, nice. But so like, not only was it relatable to me, it was also kind of like looking in to see what the other family that I didn't know about oh. was doing and what that was wow. like, you know? So it was Holy kind shit. of just, it was life. It so was everything. So the show is spot on. It was unbelievable. Wow. I mean, it's unbelievable. It was like, I literally feel like I grew up with you guys. And and a lot of the stuff that happens, you know, you in the, it's crazy that you guys, I guess, don't or haven't watched the show. <laughs> it's fucking nuts. I haven't seen like any of it. She watched during COVID. She watched almost all of it, right? I watched um, up to season five. That's absolutely crazy. How do you stop there? I don't know. Uh, I had two kids. I have two kids. No, I know. I got busy. Because you were saying as it got to where like you looked like yourself and an adult, it got harder, right? Yes. Where it was like, yes. oh, because like when you're watching yourself as a kid, you're like, oh, that. But then when you see. Yeah. yeah. You see, for me, a lot of it, it, like there's a lot of reasons I don't watch, but it's like my memory of the show is perfect. Right. Like my, I mean, not that my memory of it is perfect. My, I, I look back on it and I go, oh, that was perfection. Like. The people, the time, the, everything was great. And I would hate to ruin my image of it by watching it and being like, oh, I hate, this. why did they use this? I'm doing this and this. I hate oh, watching but myself. But you wouldn't. Yeah, and that's the, what the, I thought It's too. the greatest show of all but time. But I've seen like clips before and I'm like, oh, I, I get so, like even when you're sitting here complimenting the show, even though like I had nothing to do with the show, I feel uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Like it's too... Like, I don't know. I'm I'm used to, like, you know, growing up in New York City where people are like, you're a fucking idiot. And you're like, oh, okay, good. Now I can chill. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you feel uh, uh, like the co- watching yourself compliment. I don't know. It's, and also, I like that when people ask me about the show, I can say, I don't know. Right. Like you can that. just end the conversation. 
Yeah, or just like I don't have to give them when they're like in the season three, episode five, when he said this, I'm like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Like, I don't remember. Yeah, well, see, when I, I when I rewatched it for what I watched, I forgot so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I really enjoyed, and I feel like I, I waited 20 years to watch it that I. I was able to enjoy it as much as I could as an audience member because there was so much distance and so much had been forgotten that I was, it was the first time where I was like, oh, I get it. Like, I know everybody said it's the greatest show, but like, oh, I get it. It's a really fucking good show. Oh, it's unbelievable. And it's really funny. Yeah. It's hilarious. Really funny. It's Tony Sirico's the funniest guy ever. ever. Oh, yeah. Tony, Polly Walnuts. What's your favorite episode? Don't. There's so, I can't even rank. Well, I mean, actually. I think everybody, all, at least like 80% of the people that I've talked to would say that the... Um, <clears throat> Pine Barrens? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just too too good. Tony Sirico and Michael yeah. Imperioli at their absolute best. fucking best. I don't yes. know what they were doing or what was going on, but it just, it you feel like you're out there in the freezing cold <laughs> with them when he loses his shoe, when they, they're eating the ketchup packets. Yeah. David Chase just had a way of making you feel like you were there a lot. And I look at all these things. I was watching the other day and like there's a part where Tony's at a normal appointment appointment with Dr. Melfi and they're talking about something deep and he says something and the camera's on him and then it goes to Melfi who does nothing and then back to Tony who does nothing and then back to Melfi who does nothing and then back to Tony who says something else. And it's like uh, they're using... Uh, he they used all of these amazing techniques to make you think that something's about to happen and all of this. And And um, he never tried to make, I think one of the genius things about David is he never ever tried to make any character look good, sound good, be good. You know what? It was almost like the opposite. Like he was trying to make you the most human and flawed person that's ever spoken. Yeah, well, it's so interesting to find out that, um, you know, uh, that they casted so many like normal humans from New Jersey and everything. Well, Tony Sirico had done like jail time. Like he was a legit. And that's like when people say like, I wish I could have met James Gandolfini. I'm like, yeah, you you know, you would have loved him. He's so nice to me. When people say like, I wish I could have met Tony Sirico, I'm like, you did. Yeah, like yeah, that you watched true. 80 hours of his life. Like that was him. He was never, we were, so one of my favorite stories about him, we were at a, a charity event one time and there's, I don't know, a hundred tables that like, I think it was at that, where we saw that picture, like the Marriott. Yeah. And there's so many people and there's somebody on stage and they're giving this like heartfelt speech about how many lives you save or whatever. And he sees like five tables over, someone's pouring wine and he starts going like this, like snapping and he's going, oh, Oh, and now like slowly like heads are start turning and they're like looking at him and he's like, oh, and find the person from five tables away. Like somebody gets the person pouring the wine. They, he goes like this to come over. They come all the way over. He doesn't say a word to them. He just points at his cup like this and they start filling it up. And right when it gets like 75% of the way through, he goes like this. And he just turns his pinky up oh, like that. my God. They stop pouring. He takes the cup and just continues to look at the person on stage <laughs> giving a speech. And I was like, everything with him my is this favorite. scene from the show. Yeah. My like, favorite. And then at, at, so we would do like the Emmy Awards and the SAG Awards and whatever. He lit up a cigarette in the SAG Awards at the ceremony. Like when they're giving away, yeah. this, all of a sudden in the middle of the room, you just saw a cloud of smoke and he was like smoking a Marlboro Light. Yep. We were the misfits at all of the award shows. Oh yeah. Always. Always. We stood out like 
sore thumb. Like you damn well you should have. We did. You we were did. America's goddamn fucking Italian children. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And in the show, and since I have to tell you guys this because you're nuts and you haven't watched the greatest show of all time that you guys were on, uh, Tony Sirico in the show gets arrested and is in prison in Youngstown, Ohio, where I'm from. So that's another connector and separate from that he once shot an italian something some side independent movie or something in youngstown and my dad and some other real you know italians were around and they're excited to be hanging out with tony sirico from you know goodfellas and soprano i can't i don't know if it was before or after sopranos but anyway he goes does anybody have a marlboro light my dad told me this story he was there he goes anyone have a marlboro light and some guy's like, I have a camel light. He goes, did I fucking ask for a camel light? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Yep. That I remember right. I was like at the point where I was smoking cigarettes with the guys. Like, you know, because at first I was 12 years old and they were treating me like a kid. Yeah. And all of a sudden it was like 15, 16. I started drinking and they're like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. And then by like 18, 19, 20, it was like, oh, you're just one of the guys. Like, I remember at some age in there, we're outside and I lit a, a match to light uh, a cigarette. And then I went to like hold it to him and he looked at me like I was banging a dude in the ass. Like, and he looked at me and he goes, he goes, let me tell you something. He goes, a real man always lights his own match. And I've had that in my head oh, yeah. forever. And yeah. I've never heard anyone else say that. Right. I just, I remember that with him. And I remember like, I passed that look on. Yeah. Like, because yeah, there were times where I was 25 and somebody held a match to me and I'm like, are you fucking stupid? <laughs> like, you know, like, I'm like, are you fucking, like, all of a sudden yeah. I'm just like, fuck it. But yeah, I was, I had, I had some oh, morals that were, you know, yeah, he was the best. Yeah. Yeah. Nuts. Do you guys, uh, like, um, do you ever, do you guys still stay in touch with any of the old yeah. people? Yeah. Do you, do you guys ever talk with David Chase at all in any way, shape or form? When we shot the commercial was the first, the Super Bowl commercial we did uh-huh. uh, last year. Was it last year? Two years, Two years ago, ago, maybe. Um, was the first that I had seen him in a couple of years. Um, he's very quiet. I'd imagine so. Yeah. It wasn't like, there weren't a lot of conversations. Right. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who has helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, says she's seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health, their food. What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true even for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that by just adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do the same thing to see the incredible changes in their dog's health. If you know me, you know my dog, Bean. He is 15 years old. He is the greatest dog ever on the planet, and we are doing everything we can to preserve his health so he can be with us as long as possible. So if you have an animal you love, go to badlandsfood.com slash not today and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com slash not today. What if I asked you to ask him a question? That's impossible, right? We can try. Okay. So here's the question that I've wanted to know forever. 
And again, sorry to any non-Sopranos fans that are watching me. Is he the only out right guy now. who would know this? You think? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I think so. And it's not the stupid "how does it end" question. Of course. But something that I noticed is that when uh, Tony goes to kill Tony Blundetto, um, the great and powerful Steve um, Buscemi, Steve Buscemi, uh, Van Morrison is playing in the car and over real life. And then we find out that it's in the car as the car is pulling up to the farmhouse where he's hiding out. And Tony kills, Tony Soprano kills his cousin, Tony Blundetto. And Van Morrison is playing. And when Tony Soprano and Christopher Maltesanti, Michael Imperioli, are in Michael's driving the car, uh, which flips and rotates, it's a, a cover of Comfortably Numb from Pink Floyd. But the version that's playing is Roger Waters with Van Morrison mm. singing David Gilmore's parts. Oh, well, you really do watch the show. Like a freaking, <laughs> like I'm a, I'm a freak. Yeah. I literally watched two episodes while I was, I had nothing to do. The morning, the night that I met you guys, that morning, I literally had nothing to like wake up for. So I was just like rolling around in bed and I had the Sopranos on and was watching you guys fucking growing up right there in front of me. Anyway, so my question would be, and I'll bet you, I would bet you, because I only really noticed this in the past year or two and, and it's been bugging the hell out of me. I'll bet you I'm the first person to even make this connection. But for some reason, Van Morrison is playing when Tony kills his cousin Tony and when Tony kills his cousin Christopher. Mm. And I want to know, why did David Chase make it so that Van Morrison is playing? My theory is that he maybe killed a cousin in his actual life and Van Morrison was playing in the background or something that close David to that. David actually might have killed a cousin? I'm just kidding. But See, you tell me sometimes that I have too much time on my hands because I always come up with these like weird fantastical, yeah. but that's one where it's like... Rob, you having too much time in your hands is asking me who makes cum, the person jerking it or the penis. He's asking Great a question. much deeper question. Right, but I'm saying he's like, I'm the only person that ever noticed about Sopranos. You know what I mean? That's a lot I agree, of, I agree. But he has a lot of time know, to think, which I, I did know that David is, was, is very into music and very yes. specific, and he, he made every decision when it came to the, the music that was chosen As am I obsessed with music all the way through, and the Sopranos, as is he, and I know for a fact it's the only two times that Van Morrison appears in the entire wow. fucking so then series. For sure. You're onto something. So yeah. For he, sure. So, and also, anybody who doesn't know, the guy who played uh, Silvio is little Stevie from Springsteen's E Street Band. Yeah. And like, uh, Stevie is like a music aficionado. Yeah. He yeah. has a show on Sirius, everything. So he would work with David with yeah. the music. So I don't think anything is a mistake. No. Right. No. Like, so there you can't be any coincidences. And he's killing his cousin, cousin in yeah. both. It's not like, oh, they're both driving scenes or, oh, they're killing somebody. No. He's literally killing his own cousin at the times in which Van Morrison Brilliant. is playing. I didn't even know that Tony killed Steve Buscemi on the show. What? Oh, right. Until right now? Yeah. I know that, I know that Tony killed um, uh, Christopher, though. How do you know that? How do I know? Because I remember, like, we all could. So, my, besides the traveling, like, to the shows, 
my favorite part of doing the show was we would have read-throughs. Yeah. And like every two weeks, everybody would sit around. Because that would be one of the only times we would all be together. Right. We'd be in like pajamas. Like you show up like this. You sit around. They would have sandwiches and fucking sodas. And we'd be outside smoking cigarettes. And you're bullshitting. And you're talking. And that was when you could, you know, there was no work really involved. You just show up. You have your script in front of you. And everybody reads it. And there were people like, you know, uh, uh, Lorraine Bracco, where we never had scenes with her, but we were on a show with her for 10 years. Right. So everybody thought like, oh, you must be hanging out with Lorraine all the time. And it's like, we've never been on set at the same time. Right. But you get these times where you spend time together and you hang out. And I remember like, there were certain moments you remember from the read-throughs. And I remember like the eeriness of like, I remember because somebody has to, somebody, you read the lines and then somebody else right. is there and they go, right. Tony holds his mouth over Christopher, Tony holds his hand over Christopher's mouth. Oh my Christopher God. Christopher takes his last breath. And then like turns the page and then you're all sitting and there and the, you're like. And by oh. the end, they, they stopped giving us full scripts right. by the last season or two. And so a lot of the times we would find out at read throughs, like what happens. Because wow. people so, would leave their script in like their jacket and then right. lose their jacket. And then people would be like, oh, we have the fucking script yeah. from Sopranos and whatever. Thing. Oh. But, and then, uh, yeah, it was it was a lot of. It was the fucking, the read-throughs were the best. The best. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Did we annoy you as much as fans sometimes tell me, like, Meadow and AG were so fucking annoying? <sighs> no. Really? There's, you can be honest. These, that's because these that people was nowadays, these, well, yeah, but these people, they complain we about just anything job, nowadays. Guys. But even when the show was just airing, they no, hate it. And hate I understand it. why you hate my character, but I feel like for you it would be less likely because that was you. Yeah. 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 So yeah. you're like, oh, I can't. Yeah. Was there shit that happened? I mean, I'm... Anthony. That's it, what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 You yeah. Can, you're not going to be like, every, I hate that. Every kid. Tony is an Anthony. Right. Yeah. 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 So, and my dad's, I mean, stupid, but my dad's middle name was Anthony. His father was an Anthony. So I'm technically almost a fucking Anthony Jr. Right. Wow. And the same exact age as you. We're like a year apart. Yeah. Wow. So I'm watching. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. But now, not annoying. If anybody was annoying. I, I, there wasn't. Everybody plays their role so well. I'm a fan of like villains. So the people that were annoying were supposed to be annoying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You guys were who great. I'm still really close with is uh, who I talked to a lot is Vince Caratola, who played Johnny Sack, and he's yeah. just like, he's so fucking good. Yeah, he's, he's so, so good. he's so good. And the way just ever even he's an actor in real life. Like when we're you know we go out to dinner and just the things that he does are just so fucking. Everyone was very unique. Yeah. Very specific and unique. Yes. Well, I mean, I know it's 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 hard to say this in a world where everybody diversity is everything and this and that. But Italians are the fucking best. Sorry to say it. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, you, haters. You know what, too, though, when I went back, <laughs> when I went back watching the show, especially now in the world that we live in and cancel culture and everybody being so careful about what they say. And look, in many ways, I understand we need to bring certain things to light and I'm in support of that. But like we were portraying and depicting people and the way they speak and the way they think. And people are so afraid to do that anymore. Yeah. And that's shitty. Right. Like when I rewatched it, I was like, oh, my God, nobody would make this show anymore. Nobody. Oh, yeah. People will be so afraid. But this is how these people think and speak and talk. And there's nothing wrong with representing that. Mm -hmm. I know it was, a, it was a different era. I mean, you yeah. can't, you cannot be that creative anymore. No, I always call it the Beetlejuice effect. Like they couldn't make the Beetlejuice now. No, there's, right. they would be so watered down by executives. They would go, why would anybody be interested in that? Congresswoman uh, would be jerking right. somebody off. Yeah. In it. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. What? I, I guess. Yeah. You know the congresswoman who jerked someone off at the Beetlejuice show? Oh, I got to rewatch Beetlejuice. Nancy oh, Bobert or yeah. some shit. Right. She, like, Lauren Bobert. Lauren yeah. Bobert. She jerked some guy off. In at, the like, movie? No. It was like a play of <laughs> yeah. Beetlejuice. Oh, you took oh, my. Yeah. I was talking about the I movie, like, but I don't remember no, that I know, part. Of anytime movie. there's a chance to add someone getting jerked off, I'm catching on to your Probably. style. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to because now the, when I hear Beetlejuice, that's all I think about is that chick like jerking off right. the guy. Oh, and but the question is, did she make the cum or did he make the cum or did Beetlejuice make the cum? Because technically, it's he inspired. That is Beetlejuice is a good word for cum. Wow. We're wow. back here again, aren't we? <laughs> Don't say it three times, Jamie. <laughs> you don't know what's going to happen. Were there, was, so was there shit that happened in your life and you were like, and then you saw it on Sopranos and you were like, that's exactly. Well, I, there was a, I had a teacher back in the day, um, Mr. Gil Martin. I'm pretty sure he's dead now, so I can talk about this. Um, <laughs> R.I.P. But I was making a joke because I was, as you can imagine, an insane class clown, nonstop always in trouble, always signing a conduct card, everything, every fucking day. And so the teachers hated me. And Mr. Mr. Gilmartin really hated me. He felt like he wanted to teach me a lesson. So anyway, one day I was making a joke, a blatant joke with all my buddies about, yeah, my dad jerked me off the other night, something like that. And he goes, oh, he did? I go, no, I'm kidding. He goes, no, you know what? You said that. You're going to learn today, my buddy. And so... He goes to the principal and says, Tony made a, well, he didn't, I think he's, I don't know if he said that I made a joke about it, but anyway, he goes, Tony said that his dad jerked him off. Uh, We have to call children's (gasps) services. And let me remind you, my dad and we were, it was a secret thing. Like I wasn't supposed (laughs) to go around, going, go around town and tell people who my dad was or anything like that. Right. Well, that either. (laughs) But it was, you know, I was the secret and I was fine with that. It, it you know, probably psychologically affected me a little bit being a that secret he, that kid. That he wasn't your dad or that he was in the moth of, of well, crime syndicate? He, well, he was in that and that, but it was like a secret kind of. It wasn't like my dad is blah, blah, blah. Right. Wow. I yeah, have yeah. a different last name than my dad. I took oh, the last shit. name of the husband that was my mom wanted me to have the same name as my brothers and sisters that were much older than me but with the different dad that she was married to even though they weren't whatever um you know you just didn't get divorced back then i'm sure you guys have heard about this like you just lived in you just had separate (laughs) bedrooms but you didn't get divorced and my dad was going through the same thing separate bedrooms from his wife and just banging my mom for 11 years, by the way, until I was made. So they had like a super secret wow. romance. Anyway, so Mr. Gilmartin wanted to make a fucking stink, not realizing what he was dealing with. So he has the principal called Children's Services. They track down who my dad was and call him. And, uh, you know, <laughs> my dad basically is like, I'm sure he was making a fucking joke. What are you guys <laughs> talking about? But this Mr. Gilmartin applied the pressure, blah, 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 blah. Long story short, I, uh, <laughs> oh man, it's crazy. But he wasn't a teacher there much longer. And uh, my mom and I are at the grocery store a few months later, and he's stacking uh, cantaloupes in the produce section of the grocery store, his new job wearing the apron and not seeming happy. And it's very much like the, uh, again, I can't believe you guys haven't seen the fucking show. Yeah. But uh, there, there's a guy that gave yes. uh, um, Tony a ticket and he ends up working in like a gardening. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. 
Wow. And you wow. see the guy and you kind of feel guilty. Can I give you my guilty. picture resume to play your mom in the show? Like, yeah. oh my God, this is crazy. Oh, it goes on and on and on. So That's you, just the first one I thought of. I mean, if I sat down I'm and really sure. thought about it, I could go on and on and on. You, uh, your character, like figuring it out and you telling him, like, you don't know. I have an older sister who literally had that conversation with me. Like, you're, you can't talk about it. It's a thing. Oh, wow. It's our own thing. You can talk with me about it, but you can't talk with other people about it. But yeah, your dad makes money doing illegal things. It's gambling. And, and, and just like you do, it's like you're not blowing it up. It's normal to right. us. It's like it's just what everybody else is doing in their jobs and businesses. But, you know, it's technically illegal. It's just a government scam so that they can blah, blah, blah. Like <laughs> yeah. It's, it's yes. literally you, your perspective. Um, did you, you know? ever go like, is this show based off of us? Like, did you ever think like, is this is this us? Like, did you ask your dad or anybody? Like, yeah, but they always downplay it just mm -hmm. like on the show, mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, no, I don't do that, blah, blah, blah. I told this story on uh, on your mom's house because when I first did your mom's house with Tom and Christina, you guys will appreciate this. I literally, for some reason, because I'm a stoner and I don't listen to anybody's podcast, I thought it was about, I thought if you went on there, you were supposed to talk about your mom. <laughs> right. So I talked about my mom. We ended up, it ended up being just a, a massive, like, this was like seven years ago, but it was like a big deal back then. People are like, you're, you know, Gina, this and that, because I was telling them little mob stories because my mom ran numbers. That was like her child support. So instead of my dad, like giving her money, he let her run an entire, Whoa. an entire branch. Shit. Yeah. An entire branch of the, of the thing running numbers. So it's like an illegal yeah. lottery, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Um, so it ended up being like this hit thing where people are like, because um, we asked my mom, we ended up calling into my, my mom called in the second time I did the show. And Tom goes, so let's just say, and she's a sweet old lady now. She's out of the business. She's 76. <laughs> so like I've taken it upon myself to kind of vent this thing, even though every time I see my dad now, who now I'm closer with than ever, he always goes, oh, I tell you more, but you're going to go on a podcast and talk about it. <laughs> But anyway, it's the last time uh, that, um, well, a few. Anyway, when my mom called in on your mom's house the second time that I did it, because she was like a hit by that point, Tom goes, so what if I didn't have the money for you, like on the due date? Like, uh, let's say the due date's Tuesday. So let's go through it on the phone call. Let's let's make believe. She goes, OK, <laughs> let's do it. He goes, hey, uh, Gina, I don't have the money. Um, uh, I won't have the money for you on Tuesday, but... I'll have it for you on Wednesday. And there's like this like long five second pause. And she goes, there's no such thing as Wednesday. And they fucking oh my God, lose I just got their minds. Yeah. Oh, she's such wow. a badass. There's no such thing as Wednesday. But anyway, talking about wow. how things are relatable. <laughs> I the uh, Also on that episode, I talked about how um, my dad told me that he was out, out completely. I talked with him that night at his restaurant. This is years ago. And he goes, I don't even do any of that stuff anymore. That's all. That's all. That was back in the day and it was nothing. There's nothing going on. And on cue, this is a true fucking story. And Red Band and a couple of my old podcast buddies were there when this happened. A guy walks in with a newspaper and 
literally goes the new, really good news today really good news today and you can see <laughs> the money cash <laughs> hanging out of the end of this wow. rolled up newspaper you just stacks of cash through it rolled bundled up and hanging out of the end the news was good today it's like oh yeah you're totally out totally wow. uh, totally a legal first, operation do you remember the first time you sniffed something that you were like my family's something's going on something's different well what's crazy is that i found out really really early on they lied for a long time like up until maybe when i was i can't remember the exact seven eight nine ten somewhere in there they lied they said that my dad just worked a lot that's why he only visited once a month or twice a month or whatever and then um, I noticed my, when my um, school bus would uh, pick up my one buddy, Jeff Lewis, across the street, I noticed a car that looked a lot like my dad's car that I would be waiting for and excited to see when he would come visit. And then, and it's crazy because I was so young. We'll just say 10, which was like the old side of, but it was, it may have been earlier. I matched the license plate. I memorized his license plate or at least the first couple letters or whatever from when I saw it because I'm like, I want to see because that looks a lot like the car across the street from Jeff's house. So I matched the license plate up and um, I confronted my mom with it one day after school. I go, you know, um, I noticed that dad's car is parked directly across the street from Jeff Lewis's house. And she knew that my dad wasn't a truck driver or whatever they told me up until that point. Uh, she knew that he lived about eight blocks away, you know, dick, 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 right across from Jeff Lewis. And she goes, okay, all right, we're going to have a talk. And she called up Lori, my older sister, and it was the two of them and me in my mom's bedroom. She's posted up, sitting up. At a you know ninety degree angle on the bed, Lori in the chair over there, me on this little bench at the end of the bed, and to their credit, uh, they explained everything to me. Perhaps it was too young for it to happen. Perhaps it was too late, but they basically explained like, okay, so everything we told you was a lie. You were Italian, you know, you're super Italian, and here's how this culture works. Your dad was married. I was technically married, but we weren't in love with the people that we were married to. And sometimes this happens and that happens, but he's connected with something, you know. They tried to, like, you know, it was a lot, yeah. but I, like, didn't, I didn't fully get it, but they explained it to me young. They're like, okay, let's just go all the way honest. That was her plan. Which is, I guess, was I like good. It. Yeah, I like it. The show is like life for me because it really is a comedy. The Sopranos yeah. is a drama disguised, or it's a comedy disguised as a drama. Yeah. It's hysterical. The entire every every part of it. Like, there's not and an episode. And because we shot where, it like a drama. Yeah. I think that's why it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we we there was never an ounce of us ever trying to be funny. Right. And with my stand up, as corny as this sounds, it's kind of like the same thing. You know, you it's the Sopranos and Tarantino is the artwork in my place. It's the uh, it's kind of like my not brand, but it's just my Your sense vibe. of humor because it's serious, 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 which disguises the punches. So you don't. So when something funny happens, which you know these Tarantino films are hilarious, yeah. right? But it's but the like casino, good, all like I mean, exactly. Goodfellas is all fucking hilarious. But then there are what's crazy is there's people who watch Joe Pesci kicking the guy on the floor and you're laughing with your boys and yeah. there's some people who are like why are you laughing right. like this is so crazy and they do, yeah. it's it's wild that you yeah. get 
you're watching the scene and people get completely different mm-hmm. things from it. And the best is always, in my opinion, you know, disguised like that. It's, uh, you know, hidden. You don't see yeah. it coming. It's serious, serious, serious. Boom. And those are the best laughs because, you know, it's it surprises you. Sometimes we forget that laughter is like a surprise emotion. Something can be really funny and it, and it doesn't make you laugh. You're just like, God, that's hilarious. That's why grandmas are the funniest and grandpas like right. that. Right. Like grandpas yep. are the funniest not people trying. in the fucking world yep. because yeah. it's always like, you know, that fucking shock. Mm-hmm. That's right. But, like I love Donnie Brasco. Like love. Like I think it's one of the best. And I think the reason I like it is because it doesn't glamorize being in the mafia. You know what I mean? Like they show the guy who's like, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to pay the bills, but he's like, you know, doing all this shit. So I wanted to know, like, what what was like the non glamorous side of it? like living that lifestyle? Were there times where you were like, yo, this like the bad parts? Well, really, a lot of it because the the difference between my life and the Sopranos was that Tony Soprano was making, I think, a lot more money than um, you know my family was. A, a lot of the mafia, especially in the era that I was growing up in because the FBI was clamping down because it was being glamorized by Goodfellas, by the Sopranos, by so many things. So they were really, um, you know, cracking down on it and just regular street crime was taking over. So we weren't rich. That's the thing. Like I was kind of jealous of you guys when you got a new Pathfinder. You like had these things because it's like, man, I never my my dad never had somebody so in debt that he got their Pathfinder or whatever it was, the little yellow Nissan or whatever. And, um, you know, it wasn't that glamorous. But the things that ran true were the food was amazing. It was, you know, a little bit more exciting. You know, some months were better than others. Mm. Some days the news was good, you know. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but it, it wasn't anything like, it was more like that. You know, that it was yeah. real. Yeah. It was gritty. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't that, we weren't rich at all. Not even remotely close. My mom always made sure that I had new shoes and that we had HBO for some reason. I've never really figured that out, but thank God. <laughs> Priorities. Yeah. My grandmother would order HBO the day before Soprano started and cancel it the day. She, and she was so like uptight about it that like, the second the finale ended, like she wouldn't call somebody. Be like, can you believe this? Happened? She would go right, be waiting right for the phone to call up <laughs> to, to cancel call. HBO. Yeah, yeah, amazing. What did, what did you think the ending was? Well, I mean, I'm pretty positive of it. I, I mean, it's not, it's not great. I don't think. Yeah. I think it was, you know, as scary as it seems. I think it kind of puts a ribbon on everything that family and everything was such a big part of the show him trying to solve his problems him trying to keep it away from the kids it's a scary thought to think that it ends with him getting shot in the head in front of his family by some you know retaliation of someone or something but uh it's definitely what it seems like the way that it's shot and the trickiness of it the guy and the gun in the bathroom theory makes all the sense in the world and it's kind of sad to think about but why else wouldn't they show us you know you can't show that scene obviously you can't show you two covered in blood and Carmela losing her fucking mind. See, um, I disagree. I think that's what everyone wanted to see, and that's why David didn't show it. Like, I but think, I think that's what happened. Right, 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 right. But I'm saying David constantly would say, like, 
he doesn't want to give the people what, like if everybody's like, where's the Russian guy? Where's the Russian guy? He's like, I'm not going to answer. Like mm. whatever they want. And then once people stop asking about him, then I would do it. And I think everybody wanted to see Tony, like wanted an answer. They right. wanted to see Tony get killed. They And like you said, the it was 15 years ago, 20 years ago, where they would show it if they, right. I mean, they showed a guy get his head run over by a fucking yeah. car. Like I think they easily would have showed it, but I just think, I also think that David wasn't sure that he was fully ending it. Right. But I think now he's come to that conclusion. Yeah. I don't well, think I don't yeah. think that it was necessarily over when it was over. Yeah. You know, I think he wanted to leave it open. I think it's brilliant no matter what. No it matter was. what. Yeah. 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 Any any yeah. way you slice it, it's it's genius. And I would have loved to have seen um Carmela's reaction to that Edie Falco. She in that show I mean, yeah. again, you guys haven't seen it, so it's nuts. But like when Tony's in the hospital and the doctor, you know what I'm talking about? And the doctor goes, uh, you know, I don't know. We'll just see. Uh, and she has this crying scene by herself that it's one of the only, I think it is the only thing in all of cinema or television history that like if I stare right at it while it's happening, it Makes just, absolutely, yeah. it's nuts. It yeah. is. She's a 10 out of 10. Oh my yeah. Like there's God. no. Yeah. yeah. It's unbelievable. She effortlessly embodies And I mean, it's like, it, 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 it's Daniel Day-Lewis. It's uh, um, Gary Oldman-esque. Like, and I don't even know if there, I don't know if I know of another, um, female that in the history of yeah. my life that has moved me the way that she does wow. in that show wow powerful yeah. stuff yeah well listen thank you we appreciate yeah, you this was yeah. so much so and awesome. you're always welcome There's i love it we'll do we'll do more let's here. do more uh, absolutely whenever you want to come we'll come see you, you probably with, yeah. made so many people happy that you made us talk about it so much but Heck yeah. like yeah yeah, yeah. Thanks well, for giving it a five star review. My pleasure. <laughs> you guys are my long lost brother and sister that uh, I, I haven't gotten to meet before. So <laughs> yeah. well, exciting stuff. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys uh, soon. See you next time.